0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. As always, my name is Nate Anstomasso. I'm here with Evan Knowles. Hey, everyone. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. How's Had your a good week- weekend? Yeah, how's your weekend, man? It's, it's Sunday night. Uh, this comes out tomorrow morning. Um, we're just kind of doing a little bit of a longer intro today before we get into the podcast. How'd your weekend go?
1: It was good. I was busy. Um, did a lot of stuff with real estate. So, some buddies and I just started a yeah. real estate uh, investment. Mm -hmm. company. Uh, we have seen all the Instagrams. Got our first property recently uh, and then we were looking at another property that we're interested in flipping this weekend. Nice. So we've been busy with that. The first Uh, property is a duplex right? Yes we got a duplex closed on that this Tuesday Um, and so this weekend actually today I was over there Uh, We all mowed and clean out the basement, (laughs) uh, so we're taking care of that. Like maintenance type stuff. Do you have to do more renovations than that, or you just kind of doing like Um, maintenance stuff? No, I mean it's just main, you know, some small maintenance stuff. Uh, There's not a whole lot that needs to be done, uh, luckily on the property. So that's nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. Kind of starting small with your first one, not having to do
1: a bunch of work. Yeah, I mean we're gonna focus on cash flows and uh, properties that are you know ready to immediately get those cash flows so yeah we're not looking for uh, anything that well we're looking at a flip so yeah can't say that
0: that's when it gets a lot more complicated
1: yeah Uh, you just got to know the right know the right people and have a contractor ready yeah have some Um, people you can trust yeah we've we've been good at networking so far so we've met uh, some people that can contract out the work to so nice
0: yeah making the right moves at the
1: the right age it's young to
0: get into the real estate (laughs) owning
1: market (laughs) trying to do what we can yeah Good for you guys. I'm excited to see
0: kind of how, how you bring it further because I know you have more plans for more properties
1: and yeah, and just expansion to yeah, get it's that called, cash flow uh, increase. The company's called Defiant Capital. So, mm. uh, we want it to be much more than real estate because the yeah. the, the, name, the brand Defiant, I think we can really blow out. <laughs> yeah. It describes uh, our friend group. Be, a big well, holding of company of a
0: bunch yeah. of different Defiant companies. Yeah, exactly. I could see that in in 10, 20 years, really blowing up.
1: Yeah, we want to get more people Starting involved early. too.
0: So. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, cool. So we, uh, so yeah, we're here on Sunday. Um, looking back on the weekend, we started off the weekend. Was it was it Friday that we recorded? Or yeah, it was. Yeah, Friday we recorded with with Tim Guthrie. Uh, Tim is the operating partner at Base One Hundred and Ten downtown. Uh, he's also the uh, president and CEO of CFO Services. Uh, with that. He's basically like an outsourced CFO as well as HR. Uh, he gets into a little bit of that on the podcast. What we really focus on is that base 110 space.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the concept of collaborative workspaces, co working spaces, uh, is starting to really grow. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of WeWork. Uh, and Tim is doing something similar here in Lexington with his uh, base brand. Yeah. Uh, so Talking about think he's, brand building. Yeah. I think he's doing a really great job uh, with that. So this is a really great podcast this week.
0: Yeah, you guys are really gonna enjoy the conversation. Tim has been nice and he's we he's let us record a few episodes there. Yeah. Um the last one was with uh with Shane Haddon was recorded there as well as um Rick Painter yep. for uh Shop Local. Shop Local. We we recorded some great interviews there. Um so before we jump into this, we just wanna remind you guys, make sure to uh to rate us on iTunes, leave a little positive review, rate us wherever you listen it to and share with your friends. That's really how we're gonna grow this out and teach more people about technology in the area. Um, and don't forget to follow us, Middle Tech Pod, on social media and shoot us an email, middletechpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, let's get rolling. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. Once again, my name is Nate. I'm here with Evan. How you doing, man? Doing well.
1: You staying dry today? Trying to. There's a river going down limestone today.
0: It's uh, it's monsoon season in Lexington, I feel like. It's the the rainy season.
1: I love this time of the year though. Storms, spring storms. Really? You big storms? I I love storms. I feel we're
0: actually uh, we're at base one ten right now and I feel like last time we were here, uh, we had that like emergency thunderstorm warning. Remember, all of our phones went off in the middle yeah, of yeah, yeah. the it's like It's just the pouring season right now or something. Um, but yeah, so we are at Base 110, uh, and we're excited to be joined today by Tim Guthrie, the operating partner at Base 110, also the owner and president of CFO Services. How you doing, man? Good, guys. Thank what you for you? joining
2: us. Thanks. Glad your earmores
0: dry. Yeah, <laughs> we, I put on my rain jacket and walked over here all, all sealed up. <laughs> um, but yeah, both the last two times we've been yeah, here right. has just been I forgot absolutely about
2: the boring. Weather alert!
0: Yeah, our, our episode with Shane, the weather alert went off, right. and we had the uh, the Lex Arts going on. So right. we, got, we got a nice guitar riff in the background every once in a while. So it's it's been good coming here. Thank yeah. you for for yeah. hosting us again sure. and joining the podcast this time. Looking forward to it for sure. Let's uh, I guess let's just jump in. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about your background just to start, kind of give some people an overview of who yeah. you are?
2: I um, have been in central Kentucky for quite some, since 1984, mm-hmm. and uh, basically worked with small companies. It's been in my career, uh, got an a MBA from Murray State. Mm-hmm. Um, Where did you go to undergrad before that? Murray State. Oh, Murray State. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, worked for a while at Kentucky Highlands down in London. It's a non-profit development venture capital fund combination, if you can imagine all that in one yeah. entity. <clears throat> um, Moved to Lexington, was the finance specialist for a statewide program at UK a Consulting Service. Okay. And then just sort of built, started CFO services. We've also mm-hmm. started, added, we've added uh, human resource services as part of that. Because with small companies, if you're the finance person or accounting person, you're usually going to inherit the HR function as well. So
0: so the gist of that is you're basically like an outsourced CFO. CFO. HR, right.
2: right. So just kind of providing that's that right. service, yeah. so
0: they can focus on the product and
2: that's right. building the company. Yeah. And you know, for small companies, they need some—they need the level of expertise, but they don't need it full time. They can't yeah. afford it full time. They don't need a full time person. So we mm-hmm. basically help them go through that stage to yeah. where they either need it full time or the systems are in place where it works. You know, the, the process, all the processes work with with part time support. So yeah, that's a really cool idea. Yeah.
0: Are there? Uh, is there a lot of competition in this area for for that kind of service, or well, there's or I mean that's any, the, anybody
2: that's you know there's always people out doing consulting when they're looking for jobs and that kind of thing. But, that's true. You know that's uh, yeah. Um, I guess if there's one, I've, I've had a, I had a, an interlude for about five years where I worked for someone else in, in different mm-hmm. capacities, but otherwise I've done this since 1992. So yeah, so you've been in the entrepreneurship game for a while. For a while, yeah, long time. Yeah.
0: Cool. And then, so now we're, we're here at Base 110, which is your <coughs> newer venture. Um, you want to give kind of a high-level overview of that, and then we're obviously going to dive into yeah, like, sure. to co-working and everything.
2: So, um, Randall Stevens and I started this a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we physically took possession and opened in April of last year.
0: Okay.
2: Um, we're at 110 West Vine Street, which is a corner of Vine and Upper Street. Mm-hmm. Um, we have... Started with the third floor of this building, and it's about 7,500 square feet. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything from, we don't have leases, we have memberships. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, you know, uh, anything from folks have a membership to come in and use a desk, have a work one or two days a month, uh, full time for the month, you know, or or have an individual office space Mm -hmm. where a team can, you know, team spaces as well. So Yeah. um, yeah, it sort of started because Randall's operated this, at base 163 for several years, he took over a space, about 6,000 square feet, needed some of it for his software company and had extra space and started renting out just individual offices. So this yeah. has all sort of been, uh, I've done this on a smaller scale, was in at Coldstream as a tenant mm-hmm. um, when uh, uh, at the Lexel building. And when that lease expired out there, there were several of us looking for a place similar to go and there was no place I mean, yeah I say I've got that we've gotten involved in this because I needed 400 square feet of office space that I couldn't <laughs> find and uh so now we've got soon to have 18,000 square feet Well
0: yeah so so you are opening the yeah. fourth floor right? yeah
2: we're taking the fourth floor and actually part of the second floor half the second floor so. okay yeah um and hopefully all of that will be done mid-june and the first of july so yeah
0: that's exciting yeah it, so yeah. is it is that going to double your space over double it
2: like yeah like, more than yeah more than double yeah, more than double Yeah, that's exciting go from 7,500 to 18,000 so yeah. wow yeah that's crazy and it's i think part of what's it's shown is that you know sort of you build it and they'll come yeah and we've i mean there's been this community here of folks that are working out of their house out of their friend's conference room mm-hmm. at starbucks or whatever yeah um and with you know, those have been the places to go, you know, that they've had to go if they need an office space or, you know. So what we're doing is trying to create this community, this opportunity for people to come in and sort of do different things but have common space around water coolers and lunch and, you know, that kind of thing where they can meet other like-minded people. So Yeah, yeah.
1: love it. So are there other competitors here in Lexington doing a similar thing?
2: Yeah, there's uh, Awesome Inc., for example. Mm-hmm. and they're, they're a, a, a Awesome does... Uh, really good work around providing more support and accelerator kind of, uh, you know, training, mentoring, and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I say people can graduate from Awesome Inc and can come over here, come here, you know, yeah, basically yeah. at some point. Um, the Plannery <clears throat> is another location, and then there are spaces around town, There are what I call traditional office space, you know, walnut desk and <laughs> yeah. you know, carpet on the, actually have carpet on the floor. <laughs> um, there are places like that, Regis and, uh, you know, Lexington Executive Office, I think it's called. But yeah. I haven't heard of them. Yeah. So, so we're not, you know, there, there's, I think there's ample space for all of us, you know, because folks that might fit in those traditional office spaces might not fit here and vice versa and that kind of thing. More place. of the modern kind of right. open office
0: kind
1: right. of space. Yeah. Yeah. So before the call, we talked a little bit and you had mentioned you're trying to create a brand around base. You know, base right. one ten, base one sixty three. Right. Like, can you kind of speak more about that brand and kind of why why you want to go with that and why it makes sense?
2: Well, I mean, we think just like what we've seen here, we yeah. think there's more of an opportunity. You mentioned WeWork. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. they're the four know, hundred the pound gorilla in the space, right? Yeah, and yeah. And um, uh, so the idea we have had, is we start off in, with the with with the intent of developing a brand, you know, like mm-hmm. right one sixty three, base one sixty three at base 110 if we go somewhere else it's base 257 or whatever whatever that and is keep the color you know the whole scheme and the community vibe mm-hmm. about it the yep. same i love that i love that name um
0: one of the things with with we i've actually never been in a WeWork personally i know evan used to work there
1: yeah. i'll talk about it here
0: in a bit yeah. yeah um but i mean their whole strategy is um major metropolitan areas I mean, they started in new york i believe um and they're yeah, in really the major house, yeah. yeah, they're in all these. Uh, speaking of podcasts, the, the How I Built This on WeWork <clears> is awesome. <throat> um, but they're in all these, these major metropolitan areas. And I think in people's mind, it makes sense of, oh, yeah, there's a lot of freelancers in New York. There's a lot of startups in LA. Right. They need WeWork. I don't think people really think of Lexington as a space that that needs something like this, but clearly they do. I mean, you you just mentioned us you're at capacity right Right. now until you open up this new space. Um, Why is that? Why do you think people in Lexington or in probably smaller markets in general don't don't really think of something like this as a solution?
2: I think because they see it, we work in, like I was saying, in Miami that's, 40,000 square feet, they're adding another 40,000 square feet. And yeah. Miami has, what, 5 million people or so, mm-hmm. you know, so <laughs> you don't, you don't scale that to here, you know, yeah. like Lexington. And you know, there, at some point you get to, a, I think there, there are economies with it where you either have to be owner, operator, where you're working it. Mm-hmm. like if you've got 3,000 square feet that you want to do shared office space with, yeah. um, but I think in market, I think Lexington's large enough that, and it's attractive enough for people to want to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got several companies here that you could almost call them outposts where they have they have team members that are here working in Lexington for whatever reason they're here. Yeah. They didn't want to move to where the corporate office is or whatever. And so the corporate entity is somewhere located in another state, but they're here working in a, in a co-work space. That's interesting kind of branches of different yeah. companies that yeah. you have. And running. that's that's a pretty common thing. And, it, you know, yeah. part of it is so somebody will come in and they'll say, gosh, I've been working at home and, you know, I've got a new baby and I can't get anything done or, mm-hmm. you know, I've got, I just want to get out of the house occasionally, you know, yeah. and be around other people because that, working remotely, one of the downsides yeah. of it is you don't have that interact, that peer interaction or that, that's part of this community aspect mm-hmm. of this too, you know, it, you may not work at the same company, but you're dealing with the same similar issues, and yeah. you, you know that kind of thing.
0: So. Just the, the socialization of an office, exactly.
2: Space, yeah. that you just don't get at home
1: for it. Yeah, I think the model can translate to a lot of different size markets. Uh, so yeah. Again, freelancers and people that work from home—they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. They need a place to work, and then you start getting the big enterprise clients. Like we work gets, I think it scales just about in any, yeah, and just about any size market. Uh, and I think Lexington is a perfect place. To really start to get the roots going um, like you have been because of the young population. Right. Um, you know, people, uh, when they graduate college, they want to work in these spaces that are open and around people that are, you know, doing similar things right. and like minded because that's what college was. Yeah, I think workspaces like WeWork and what you've built with Base 110 and Base 163 and, you know, your future ones is going to be what the future of work is. Right. Um, and I noticed that when I was in LA uh, and I worked in a WeWork. And it was amazing. Um, I worked there for nine months, uh, and it was work. Uh, and it was such a cool experience because you know I had Spotify right down the hall, and I had freelancers working on really cool you know startup companies and solar solar panels, yeah. and it's all in one place. And you can talk to all these people in lunch in the common areas right. yeah. and learn from their experience and how they've started their companies, and, mm-hmm. and even some of my clients. That I had in L.A. where, you know, in the, in the oh, work. Yeah. They were with you in the network? so some agencies really? were in there that, that covered my clients, and I interfaced with them. And it's just a, a really unique place to, to work. Yeah. You know, because you can have your dedicated office space back in the back, but, you know, at some time in the day, you're going to want to go interact with people right? in the common area. And so WeWork's known for their kitchen spaces where they have all the free coffee and, and free, you know, snacks and stuff. And that's where the people hang out. Yeah. You know, you go there and you talk and you talk. About your company and what you're doing, and then figure out how you can help each other.
2: Well, the other thing from a startup community side of this, it's difficult if you're starting, if you're trying to start a company, and you've got if your option is to go sign a lease for two or three years or a year on 2,000 square feet of office space when it's just you and a partner, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. How do you what do you do about that? Do you end up working at home and working other coffee shops or whatever. Yeah. We we try to make this really easy to get in. Test out what's worked. if it works, there's opportunity for you to expand. If it doesn't work, it's easy for you to pivot or yeah. get out and yeah. and you don't have a you're not burdened with the financial obligation of having to work out of a lease or having deposits tied up that you may be losing yeah. that kind of thing. So
1: Yeah, that's what that's what we experienced <coughs> in LA when we hired, you know, seven people. Uh, we had that flexible you know lease right. option and, right. and those seven people didn't end up working out so we ended up having to pull out of WeWork and so that flexibility you know helped our company a lot yeah. um, and that and that helps a lot of other startups cuz you might you might pay a little bit of a premium for the for that office space but that premium is worth it because of the flexibility yeah right because of the, right. the risk that you're you know yeah. avoiding yeah. yeah that's right
0: one one of the things you mentioned to us um when, right before we started recording and you you even mentioned us before is it's not just the physical space. Um, right. You kind of touched on that with people that we work, people hung out in the kitchen, yeah. you got the networking. Um, but you guys also host events in here right. um, and you, you do things to cultivate the community. How, how do you think of this beyond just a place for people to work and to say hi while they're grabbing coffee or whatever it is? How, well, how does this foster the community?
2: I think it's just that. I mean, it's a place where it's a pretty. I mean, I sort of view it as the community's pretty distributed. You know, in terms of people are working at home or they're working Mm -hmm. in these small nodes somewhere, Mm -hmm. and making it whatever accommodations they have, and um, being able to have a place where they can go and connect is 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 an important part of this. It's not if somebody comes in here and says, "How much is it a square foot?" I just say, "You know, this is probably not for you." Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't mean that. You know, it's that's not the point. I mean, if you're looking for cheap space, Mm -hmm. um, that's not the you know that's we're we're if you look out per month, we're probably more expensive than what people would look to pay if -hmm. they were just comparing square foot to square foot. But considering just things like you don't pay utilities, you're not paying for coffee. You know, you're Mm -hmm. not. I mean, those things add up. Yeah, and 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 then you lay on top of that. Lay on top of that, that you're not going to be around likely, if you're in an individual office somewhere, you're not going to be around other folks that are like what we have here. Yeah. yeah. You know, the mix of people that you can encounter So
0: mm-hmm.
2: For sure. And that, that's
1: valuable. That's, yeah. <clears throat> I don't <throat> even know if you can put a price on that. Right. Being around like-minded right. people. So I experienced that not only at WeWork, but when I went <coughs> to UK, uh, I purposely lived in a business living learning program. Right. Which is you know yeah. similar like minded people studying mm-hmm. the same thing living in the same space and that changed my life you know, that got me comparison. into a network that has you know propelled me right. you know forward so and same good idea it, as we I were. think
2: people looking at Lexington to come here for work maybe they're coming to work specifically been recruited to come for a job mm-hmm. you know there's a risk to coming to look to a market the size of Lexington because if it doesn't work out what do you do you know yeah. there's not ten companies like Oracle. Yeah. whatever around mm-hmm. um, but if they see that there's an environment like this community like this where well, if it doesn't work out and I'm going to do some consulting or whatever i there's at least this thing I could plug into yeah you know I think that's a sort of a plan b it can be until this until the market starts to be, where there's more plan B's that are actual jobs that you know you could leave one job and go to another and have similar kind of compensation and responsibilities yeah. and those kind of for sure.
0: Evan, the, the comparison you made between the Living Learning Program and something like this is really interesting. Yeah. Um, I know that the, the business LLP did change your life. I, mean, I don't yeah. think that's a stretch. That's how you met your finance people mm-hmm. um, and kind of went on from there. I was in the, the Honors Living Learning Program, um, and I, I didn't meet anyone that like created my career or anything, but... Um, a lot of really smart people in the honors learning program, obviously. Um, and as a freshman, just, just coming home from class, um, and even if it was just like one night a week, just kind of sitting in that lobby and talking to people about philosophy-related things or just yes. stuff like that, it it really kind of opened my mind in general, um, which is a very college thing, um, and it's really valuable in its own right, right. I mm-hmm. think. There's something about that that shared space thesis um, mm-hmm. that universities are picking up on obviously businesses with stuff like this. Um, I think it's something that probably throughout recent history society's kind of ignored um, so I, I don't
1: know I just thought that was a really cool, yeah, comparison that you made. i think I think yeah, I mean, I think that colleges and businesses in general are going to have to move towards this model in order to attract the younger you know demographic and workforce because. We're no longer interested in going into an office and live, working in a cubicle all day. We yeah. want to mingle with people and learn, you know, throughout the day and talk mm-hmm. about, you know, the game last night or or talk about common interests. And that's yeah. what the LLP allowed was, you know, a group of people that were passionate about business, or maybe they weren't even passionate, but they you know, had an idea that they were, but they could now yeah. talk to people that were yeah. passionate. Then they became passionate. So just being in an environment that encourages, you know, conversation and um, you know, activity. Is something that is going to be a big part of the future. Yeah. So you know, universities are going to have to continue to do that, and then workspaces like Base and WeWork are going to continue to grow. Yeah. You talk. You talk about
0: WeWork, um, that it's real estate as a platform, and it's yeah. the same thing here right. on a smaller scale. Um, first off, what are your thoughts of real space estate? as a service? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> a, yeah. <laughs> different kind of sense. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah is that just because of this networking and the convenience and everything like that well yeah it's a,
2: I mean if you just think about the space I mean mm-hmm. it's physical space is you know the the flexibility of it is huge mm-hmm. you know the the scalability of it is huge and the interact the community aspect of it is yeah is, is huge I think so you put all those together that can be pretty it can be a pretty create pretty fertile ground for you know, trying to companies, people want to start companies or trying to, you know, they've got something that's got some traction and they need a place to, you know, to grow it, basically. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I love, you know, I, I can't talk enough about WeWork because I've kind of followed them yeah. uh, before I moved in to so so LA. Even before you were Yeah, there. I kind of was paying attention just because I pay attention to the tech sector and, and, you know, that startup sector anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had listened to that podcast on how I built this and yeah. how we work. Yeah, that's a good, it's a good one. That's a good yeah. And I love what they're doing because, you know, like we had said, it's a platform. Real estate is a platform, real estate is a service, because mm-hmm. they're building more than just office spaces. Yeah, They're starting to build living communities. They're starting to build gyms. Mm-hmm. They're starting to build, um, I mean, all kinds of different add-ons so that you don't go to just work. You then walk... Uh, up a few flights of, yeah. of stairs and then yeah. that's your living space So you walk down a few flights and and that's where everybody in your office is working out. And so, you know, theoretically you can stay in one building, right. you know the entire day uh, and be around people that are working with you or passionate about the same thing. I think that's a, you know, an amazing idea. Mm-hmm. It, it hasn't come to fruition yet in some markets it is, but once that becomes a kind of a, a nationwide and worldwide idea, yeah. it's going to change the way we interact with people. Because yeah. another thing that I, I've noticed with WeWork, and I follow a company, and you know, I'm really big into educational technology, um, and I follow a company called 2U. Mm-hmm. So 2U is taking uh, college education and putting it online. Mm-hmm. So they're building online curriculums for colleges. Yeah. And so 2U and WeWork just built a partnership where anybody that is taking 2U courses automatically has a WeWork partnership or a WeWork membership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you can now theoretically travel around the world from WeWork to WeWork, studying at the same time, and so that idea is something that's really intriguing to me, and I would yeah. love to, you know, eventually participate in uh, because I think that's the future of education, mm-hmm. uh, and just like the future of work is, you know, commingling and, and traveling and, you know, having that flexibility. Same thing with education: yeah. the idea of going to a college for four years and staying on one campus right. is not going to sustain itself, um, and so having that flexibility to travel and get new experiences. While you're getting the education, but being in the same building as professionals uh, that are working at, say, Spotify <clears> or some <throat> other small business, while you're getting an education and learn from them is is and something work that for a
0: job after yeah right there exactly. Yeah.
1: So that's that's to me the future of of space is you know learning, working, eating, and mm. being healthy. Right. Uh, and they're building a model that that covers all of those yeah. things. So that's why I love. Yeah. We work and think that they're going to be. You know, one of the biggest companies in the world. Yeah. And they're well on their way to <laughs> doing <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah, they're not going to be stopped. Because another thing that that I've been you know, kind of paying, <laughs> paying attention to with them is the data they're collecting. You know, yeah. knowing where to put these office spaces right. is one thing. But then once they start getting the capital to build their own buildings, yeah. that's what's going to change the game for yeah. work. Because then they start building their own spaces. Yeah. They're not, you know... Restricted to what is available in New York City, right. mm-hmm. they're going to build their own space. The people are going to you know, move in eventually. Have um, they
0: done any of their own buildings? Do you know? Uh, I, they've buildings. started building their
1: own their own yeah. buildings. Yeah. Um. I, I can't remember the markets, but they've started. Yeah. yeah. And then again, the data that they have access to is is going to be why that's going to work because they know exactly what block to put the building yeah. because they know where demand is. Mm-hmm. They know where the big wait lists are for their spaces. Yeah. Uh So, the data that they have is gonna make a big difference mm-hmm. in, in how they can move forward mm-hmm. just to play devil's advocate here is
0: that almost dystopian though? Like you live upstairs, you work in the middle, you go to the gym downstairs, and it's the same people every day all day and <laughs> <It's good speed. laughs> it. Yeah. you could look at it that way
1: i mean the the populations are moving to urban yeah you know, that's kind true. of popul kind of areas. so if you can of... be more efficient with space yeah I mean think sense. of uh New York as you know moving. Up, not out. Mm-hmm. Same with yeah. every other market. Same with Lexington. Uh, same with Lexington. Yeah. Um, and like, if you think of big skyscrapers, like you know, in Dubai they have the Burj Khalifa, yeah, Khalifa, and that's that's basically a city in itself. Yeah. And so people don't live leave that their entire day. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a different idea to spend your entire day in a building because we haven't done it yet. Yeah. People in New York might you know have a better feeling of what that's like, but I think we'll we'll move towards that. A portion of the population, or at least have it where you're not involved in a car. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's a whole. Yeah. It, yeah, we
0: work with, uh partnered with like automatic transportation and all that, yeah. and food delivery, and yeah. But, I mean, it's a completely
1: different life. But that's well, first really of all, good. everything's going to move to SaaS. Everything's going to be you're paying a subscription for everything, so you're yeah. just going to move seamlessly throughout your day. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be we work some good good spot there. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um. Tim, are are you able to talk about any of the companies that are in here? Anything cool that's going on?
2: Uh, Just just probably in general. Mm -hmm. um, We've got uh, one of our members does uh, uh, social media marketing for some large public companies. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Just freelance type stuff? Yeah. And um, he's very effective at it. And uh, you would know the You'd say, "Oh yeah, I know who those guys are." It yeah, his clients. Um, we've got um, a couple of engineering groups here. Uh, a lot of app development, web development. Uh, local uh, web development web service company uh, moved in. Nice. Um, Oracle's moving in. They've got a development team that they're bringing in. That you were telling me about that. here. So that's very cool. Yeah, and um, that's really cool. Oracle yeah, in Lexington. There. Interesting. In light, yeah, yeah. You really don't think of that,
1: yeah. So you're gonna put Oracle uh, branding on the. Did you say you're gonna do branding with them outside of the building? Yeah, that's
2: cool. Hope to put a sign up for that. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I think that's 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 good for the community. So our vision of the
2: sign of the upper street side is to have like a United Nations flags (coughs) of all of these companies that are. I love that idea. (laughs) That are in. Yeah, because you know, as a student or as somebody (coughs)
1: young in in Lexington to drive past that and know, oh, uh, Oracle works here. If you're familiar with Oracle. You know yeah. they're only one of the biggest tech companies in the world. Yeah. So yeah. you know, hopefully people are aware of what they do, and right. the fact they're here is really cool.
0: Mm-hmm. I think you know, in a way, if there's a big Oracle sign on the, on the side of the building or a big flag or, or whatever it is, um, the fact that that exists, I think, brings credibility to Lexington It's a, a, it's as a, a technology great, space exactly. in itself, right? Yeah. Um, so you're literally providing you're the space, making it, and, it visible.
2: <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, they've been here.
0: You're bringing it to the light. Right. Which is exactly what we're trying to do on a smaller scale with this podcast. Right. It's the same thing. It's just, this stuff exists. And like I said, right. there's demand for it. Obviously, you're at capacity. Yeah. Um, people just don't talk about it. they know about
2: it. Or they talk about it in their, you know, like you've got a group of folks, that, developers or whatever, yeah. like engineers, they get together and have coffee and the three or four of them talk and say, boy, it'd be great if A, B, or C happened. Yeah. And then there's people all around town doing that. Well, now there's an opportunity, not just us, I mean, there's an opportunity to sort of bring all that together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. Let's talk a bit about like Lexington
1: entrepreneurship, you know, in general, how that's changed because you've been in Lexington for a long time. So can you kind of take us, you know, kind of what you experienced when you you first uh, kind of moved here and kind of the transition, what's kind of sparked a lot of that um, over time?
2: I know it's a really loaded question. Yeah. (laughs) a lot. yeah i mean it's changed i think it's changed pretty dramatic it's been a big improvement yeah mm-hmm. i mean uh, you know in the in the nineties the uh, exactly the year but you know like louisville was you know there were got folks over there that had cut started companies they sold companies they made money they put money but you could see it it was back the money was invested back in louisville lexington wasn't you know most of the money i think was You know, there was some business, you know, success, but it wasn't anything that was really, I don't think, visible. And we were more traditional, like horses and real estate and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, larger companies trying to come here. I think the the environment's just gotten so much better, and I think part of it is because there's been an aging out of that old guard, right? think yeah. yeah, that's a polite way to say it. Yeah, you know, and so now you've got more. You've got people who've been successful here that have stayed here, or they've come. Mm-hmm. They've been successful and they've come back here. Yeah, um, and I just think it that takes. That's that's what it's taken. I mean, it's just had to take time to to do. Yeah, you know, for to, for that to happen. Um, right. You know, there's a lot more. Re- UK. There's a lot more resources through. You know, the, the, the college of business, the yep. Ullman center. Um, there's a lot more people talking about and willing to take the chance to go start something. Right. Yeah. Whereas before, you know, it's not, I think one of the things we have to get better and we're doing it, I think to let people know it's okay to fail. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's okay if you, you know, if, if things don't work out, it's probably not going to work out. Yeah. That, that's the higher chance. Yeah. So, you know, if you fail this, failing once doesn't have to be the, it's not a career ender. We get. Yeah, we'll get away from that. And I think that's happened a lot here too. So. Yeah.
1: I mean, I've experienced that. Yeah. Well, from the, the four years I've been here, uh, I've noticed a big change. Yeah. You know, when I first got here and I was at UK, you know, that's why I left UK because I was so frustrated with the fact that nobody was talking about it at UK. Yeah. And then right when I left, you know, Warren Nash and the Vaughn Almond Center and, yeah. you know, the, the Venture Studio popped up and they've, you know, really done a great job of increasing awareness and I'm starting to notice that in the community. Yeah. Just being involved in startups, first Finance U and then Fuji. Yeah. I'm just noticed. You know, there's a lot more people talking about it and getting excited about it, and I think that's you know something to be really excited about for the community as a whole. Yeah. Because you know, I I have you know, I, I lived in L.A. and I noticed what that environment was like, and I'd love to try to you know be a part of Lexington, getting you know that kind of excitement around doing your own thing and being passionate about something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's getting better. It's getting better. Yeah, Tim, I I really like what you
0: said in the polite way of uh, the old guard was leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you know traditionally Lexington is an old money town. You know, you got horses right. and bourbon and established families and whatnot. Um, I think uh, I think the the fact that you know there's newer people who've been successful and are energized and ready to bring the community up. Um, Helps things like this. I think a very visual way that people might see that um, and relate to it beyond just you know traditional startup and tech and entrepreneurship spaces is just the, the stuff that's popping up around town. Like we have all these cool craft breweries now. Right. We have um, the. What's it called? The Distillery District. Right. With like, right.
1: there's a, the nightlife. Is there's a cool, good proving a lot has gotten better, and it's that's just, important. You People are more proud.
0: Yeah. People more proud about Lexington and what brand can I make in Lexington, yeah. and, and how can I be proud about being here if I don't own a horse farm? Yeah. You know, and I, I think there's just a very visual representation of this excitement that's around the town.
2: Right. Yeah. I think if you think about people for. And Randall talks about this. I've heard people talk about, oh, you put money in a company here, somebody else comes in and buys them and they go away. Yeah. You know, they move out of state or whatever. But mm-hmm. so if you can, that's not always a bad thing because that creates capital for one thing. Yeah. Right here. Um, the other is people, if that happens, they're likely to come back. You know, because when they get in their 40s, start having kids. A lot of people come back here because they've got parents that are here. Mm-hmm. Parents are aging. They can come here and take, you know, it's a comfortable, have a good lifestyle here, yeah. bring, make reasonable amounts of money. Relatively low cost of living. Cost, low cost of living. Yeah. Right. And uh, and bring expertise in, you know, their, whatever they've gained in their career, they can, that comes back yeah. here with them, right? And they still got 20 or 30 years to work. Yeah. Right. So that's, I think that's going to help if more of that kind of thing happens. I think that'll help foster this. Do you yeah. see that specifically happening more and more? I think it is happening. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so.
1: Well, talk about you. So you like, you moved here from New York. Yeah. What's well, what, how do you want to stay here? What's, what, what are your feelings towards the city of Lexington?
0: So that's, I don't know, I guess I've never really fully gone into this on the podcast. Um, so the, the reason I got into entrepreneurship in general is just because um, upstate New York, I'm from Rochester, yeah. um, could have been Silicon Valley. And that's a that's a blanket, drastic statement. But at its core, I believe it's true. Uh, Kodak was everything back in the day. Xerox was a huge company. Xerox created the graphical user interface of a computer.
2: Um, and yeah. they
0: decided that, oh, we make printers. So we don't need that. Uh, And Kodak created the digital camera and said, oh, we make too much money off film. We don't need that. Um, Both of those were headquartered in Rochester, like two miles away from each other. Uh, And now, on on a high level, the city is dying. Um, So it's... The the fact that that could happen is really uh, sad. And entrepreneurship, I think, drove all that, obviously. That's why I got into it. But... um, because of the, that situation up there, people my age are, are leaving. Um, yeah, uh, not too many people stay my age. Um, my mom is from Lexington. She's from Kentucky. She went to she went to UK, um, so that's how I ended up down here. I have now my grandma and my uncle live here. They didn't when I started uh, at UK. Um, so I, I just have these family ties. If you had asked me when I was a junior or senior if I was going to stay in Lexington. Uh, when I graduated I would have said no way yeah um now if you ask me if in five years if I'll still be here I couldn't confidently tell you yes um but I it's so much more leaning that way than I used to be um Mm -hmm. just in the last two years I think things have drastically changed and it's not because I don't like the city that I might want to move it's just I think the size just the sheer size of it but for some people I think that's a huge draw to it yeah um See, so that was a winded answer to your question, but I think the, the culture has just gotten so much better, and the energy has gotten better, and that's that's just so
2: attractive. So you if, even if you go somewhere, you still have family ties here, right? Yes. Oh, I'll, be, you still I'll be visiting connect, all the you know, time. I could see myself like, coming back. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a special place. Uh, just the more places I visit, and the, right. the more places I see, I realize just how special the community it is. If the traffic got better, I might, <laughs> I might want to stay more. <laughs> yeah. But it's... It's a really cool town, and it's on the verge, I think, and we say this almost every podcast. It's on the verge yeah. of getting so much
1: better. I, I truly believe it is. Just the, the more people we interview, the more people we talk to, and, you know, in my personal network, the more people I meet and, and talk to, I really get that feeling that it's only going to be, you know, a few more years before uh, I feel like this place is really going to you know, kind of start taking off, and mm-hmm. I think you're starting to see that with this being fully occupied and people just you know, getting excited about these kind of spaces and... Entrepreneurship, so I mean, it's gonna keep growing. and I have no plans to, you know, leave anytime soon. You know, mm-hmm. I I loved L. A. Yeah, it was an amazing city, but the network that is here in Lexington, what I'm starting to see, and it's just exciting to me. Yeah. Um, so
0: you're from E. Town, three hours from here? About
1: an hour and a half. An yeah. hour and a half. Elizabeth Town oh, that. Okay. Um. So. Which you- is weird. So one th- weird thing about Elizabeth Town is it was ranked number one in the United States for small business growth. For startups, yeah, I saw that. that yeah, was like there was an article right? that came out that said Elizabethtown, Kentucky, with 30,000 population, is the number one place for startups in the United States. Do and you there's know a co-works? There's a small co-works. Place <laughs> yeah. in there, I think.
0: Well, Do you know a lot of startups over there? No, not, well, so a startup
1: <laughs> as far as what people envision is like you know tech or whatever. It's small. There's none. There's not any, hardly any of that. Yeah. But as far, mm-hmm. as far as like small business of people opening up, you know, like a boutique or yeah. uh, a, a restaurant, then I could see that because the yeah. town's pretty you know, small business minded. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my family friends there open their own businesses, so that's I can cool. see that. Yeah. But as far as like technology goes, there's mm-hmm. no,
0: mm-hmm. no, it's not there. Did you choose Lexington just because the UK and over Louis- the school of Louisville, or cause um, the, I imagine a lot of people go to live in the city of Louisville from E Town.
1: Yeah, yeah, a lot of them do. I mean, E kind of almost like a, a suburb that's mm-hmm. 45 minutes away from Louisville. Is that what the high school in Louisville? Yeah, um, but no, I moved to Lexington just because of the size of UK. Yeah, and what I would be able to build there, and, and the opportunity that UK would bring, because mm-hmm. um, in, in Louisville uh, I was going to go to Bellarmine if I stayed there. Uh-huh. Well, Bellarmine was too small of a school. Um, I didn't see the same opportunities there, so mm-hmm. I just came to Lexington because of you know what I saw it could yeah. become and what UK yeah. uh, was going going to become. And because so, of the opportunity here, you stuck around. Yeah, and I, said no it was the right decision. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. took a big big risk coming here anyways because. Mm-hmm. I had a full ride to Bellarmine, and I passed oh, that up really? for zero scholarship at UK. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, so I I took a risk coming here, and it, it paid off. You know, leaps and bounds. Yeah, so I'm glad I did that because I love I love Lexington. So. For sure.
0: yeah. Any last thoughts on the entrepreneurship in the city or anything?
2: I think it's going to be the place to be for the next. In, I mean, it is. It's a great. I think it's a great place to live. Yeah, and uh, you yeah, know, I think this. I think this whole community that's it's really starting to percolate mm. and, uh, that's a good word for it yeah so that, I, I think there's a lot of opportunity here
1: yeah, yeah.
2: i'm excited to see you
1: grab absolutely and we're going to we'll be part of it